You are listening to the Healing Migraines Naturally podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Leslie Caesar, and I'm helping women rediscover a migraine-free life. Today, I'm talking to Mary, who runs our awesome Facebook community, about a post that we just got into our free Facebook group today regarding the use of Lyrica. One of our members came on board and said, hey, everyone, my neurologist put me on Lyrica. I was reading the side effects. Is he nuts with nuts capitalized? So I thought, let's answer the question, is he nuts on today's podcast? How does that sound, Mary? I love it. And I love the member's way of explaining it, like her feelings about it. Uh Uh-huh. She sounds stunned that it was even a possibility. So So let's first of all, because she mentioned, right, she said, I'm reading the side effects. Is he nuts? So it's like, what are the side effects of Lyrica? Why don't we start there, huh? So what was she reading? Well, probably the really long pamphlet that you get. No, <laughs> the really uh-huh. fine print that we get when we're getting a new medication. Exactly. So I'm going to go on Lyrica.com. So Lyrica, this was one of these blockbuster drugs that came out, I believe, in 2005. You've probably seen it advertised on TV. There's a generic uh, authorized now and available, um, but it's a pretty famous drug. So most people, when they get a new medicine, what do they do? They look up the side effects, especially if they've been burned a couple times with drug side effects. They want to know what the side effects are before they put it in their body. So sounds like this is what that woman very, you know, wisely did. Right. So on Lyrica.com, one side effect that really stands out immediately is that it increases the risk of suicidal thoughts or behavior. Mm, That's a big one, one, right? And I mean, it's one thing to have, you know, be uh, foggy and gain weight and feel like uh, you don't know who you are anymore. It's another thing to have suicidal thoughts and behavior. It's pretty serious. That is serious. And, you know, sadly that most people just go fill their prescriptions and don't know that's a thing, and then suddenly they're going to be suicidal. That's very scary. Yeah, very scary. What I find kind of striking on the Lyrica.com website is that it says Lyrica may cause suicidal thoughts or actions in a very small number of people, about one in 500. Mm, That's a lot more small if you ask me. Yeah, right? Like to me, very small number of people. I mean, one in 30,000, one in 50,000, one in 100,000. <laughs> Even yeah. to me, I mean, when you're talking about the risk of suicidal thoughts or behavior, one in 500 is considered a very small number of people. Eh, not to me. Right. Not when it's you or a loved one. That's for sure. That stands out. And then as you've joked about before on the podcast, Mary, here we go with the long list of side yeah. effects, right? Yep. So you kind of have to go into the fine print on Lyrica.com. So I'm going to switch over to a website called rxlist.com. It's a very nice website where you can search through all the medications and they will tell you what it's used for, what the typical dosages are, what the side effects are, what drug interactions exist. Very easy to use, nicely laid out website. Cool. On rxlist.com, You don't have to go through a lot of fine print to find the very long list of common side effects Mm -hmm. of Lyrica. 
Okay. So those include drowsiness, dizziness, loss of control of body movements, fatigue, tremor, weakness and lack of energy, disorientation, confusion, abnormal thinking, amnesia and forgetfulness, vertigo, decreased sense of touch, loss of balance or coordination, muscle twitching, sore throat, dry mouth, weight gain, constipation, double vision, blurred vision, right? I mean, this is a pretty, this is, these are the common ones. <laughs> it's a pretty big list. Pretty big list. And again, for migraine sufferers, they don't specifically list head pain as a common side effect. But, if, you know, if you're getting a migraine, feeling disoriented, that can be a migraine symptom. Feeling drowsy, that can definitely be a migraine symptom. Feeling dizzy, that can go with migraines. Feeling like your balance is off. Feeling confused. I mean, you know, some of these side effects are themselves migraine symptoms, right? So if you're taking it for migraines and then the side effects mimic a migraine symptom, not what you want to see. Right. So it's not really taking the whole migraine away necessarily. It's generating side effects that overlap your original complaint. Yeah. And then less common side effects, addiction. Okay, there we go. Becoming, you know, physically dependent on the medicine. Mm -hmm. And then we have heart failure. Okay. Involuntary muscle contractions. Okay. Male pattern hair growth in women. Not too desirable. (laughs) Those are less common and even less desirable than the common ones, right? Mm -hmm. It sounds like with the first more common list, it really has a huge impact on your neurological system. Correct. Sense given that it's for migraines, but Mm -hmm. yeah, it almost, I don't want to use the word attacks, but for lack of a better word, targets, that's a good word. Targets Mm -hmm. that, so that's where you're going to get a lot of side effects. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so let's go through what Lyrica actually does. And why would it be given to somebody with migraines, right? Because, you know, you're reading through this, right? Okay, what's going on here? Why am I being given this? This Mm -hmm. doesn't sound too pleasant. Lyrica is a drug that is mostly prescribed for seizures, Mm. okay? Let me go back here to Lyrica.com because they talk about what it's indicated for, okay? So, Again, on Lyrica.com, it says Lyrica is indicated to treat fibromyalgia, which is a chronic pain disorder, okay? Mm -hmm. Diabetic nerve pain, okay? Mm -hmm. So that would occur if the blood sugar has been elevated long enough to damage the nerves. And usually that's going to start in the the feet and the legs and kind of move up from there. Very painful condition if the elevated blood sugar damages the nerves. Mm -hmm. spinal cord injury, okay, that results in nerve pain, and then pain after shingles, okay? So shingles is when we have chicken pox, the chicken pox virus kind of stays in us and kind of hangs out in our spinal cord, and it can attack the nerve that is coming out of the spinal cord that it's kind of sitting in and generate symptoms associated with that nerve, and that can include pain. Mm -hmm. You can see that this is a lot of nerve pain indications, okay? And then it says Lyrica is also indicated to treat partial onset seizures, 
Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's, you could say an anticonvulsant medication as well. Okay. So if somebody is getting Lyrica prescribed to them for their migraines, right? We don't have migraine on the list. Mm -hmm. Okay. But medications can be prescribed off label. Mm -hmm. Okay. So medications, they are approved for certain conditions, but if a physician has prescribing rights, they are within their rights to prescribe the medication for really any condition that they feel the medication would be useful for. Mm. So I'm a licensed naturopathic physician. I have prescribing rights in the state of Arizona. And so I can prescribe medication and I'm not limited. Oh, okay, well, this drug is just approved for XYZ condition, so I can only prescribe it for that. I can use my discretion as a physician to prescribe a medication for any condition that I think could be helped by Mm -hmm. the medication. Now, I personally don't prescribe medications because I'm committed to helping people get off of their medications, but doctors, whether they be medical doctors, osteopathic doctors, naturopathic doctors that have prescribing rights, nurse practitioners, many nurse practitioners in various states have prescribing rights. If you have prescribing rights, you have the right to prescribe a medication really for any condition that you think it would be useful for. How would someone decide, you know what, I think that this would work for migraines too. Like, is there a group of people out there that have tested it and suggested it? Or are people just doing the spaghetti on the wall medicine practice? How does a prescribing physician decide that Lyrica might be useful for migraines? Does that make sense? Excellent question. The woman who posted this comment, she referenced her neurologist just put Mm -hmm. me on Lyrica. A primary care physician is probably going to be more reticent to prescribe something way off label. Okay. They're going to let the specialist do that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, a neurologist, migraines are going to make up a relatively large percentage of a neurologist's practice. And so, they're going to have a lot more experience with the specific migraine medications. They're going to have a lot more experience with the common medicines that are prescribed off-label for migraines. Mm -hmm. A lot of primary care physicians, they might feel comfortable, oh, okay, I'm going to diagnose you with migraines. I'm going to start you on Imitrex, maybe some promethazine. But if you fail those, right, or they stop working, then they're going to send you to the specialist because they don't want to get too far out on a limb with off-label prescribing. Within the neurology board, they are going to set some of the best practices or what is called standard of care. Mm -hmm. So in medicine, even within naturopathic medicine, we have our own standards of care. With medicine, things are done according to what is called standard of care. There are all of these boards within medicine, right? So you have the pediatric association, you have the neurology association, you have the cardiac association, you have the endocrinology association, right? You have these boards or associations within medicine that kind of bring together like the leaders in that field, and then they will review research that's being done. They might stay on top of what their members are prescribing, et cetera. And then what is called a standard of care is going to evolve from there. Okay? This is not going to be exactly written out, so to speak, but there are things that are documented. Okay? Mm-hmm. So because as a licensed naturopathic physician, I've been trained in pharmaceuticals, 
there are medical textbooks that describe sort of, okay, you know, you're going to start with this, you're going to start with the Imitrex, you're going to start with the tryptin. And then if you need to add on additional, say, anti-nausea medications or anti-anxiety medication, you're going to go with this. And then the second tier, you would move on to this, right? This is this is documented in textbooks, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So there's some actual documentation. There's sort of like a consensus that develops amongst the people in the specialty as to what is the standard of care. Okay. So when you get a patient who has failed or the medications have failed multiple times, what leads a person to go, hey, let's try this random medication clear over here that doesn't have anything to do with migraines typically. By the time somebody is going to get prescribed Lyrica, mm-hmm. I would have to assume, again, I do not know the person who posted this. I'm not commenting on her case in any way. I'm just making a general assumption. Mm-hmm. But for someone to get prescribed Lyrica for their migraines, they have probably failed the standard migraine medications. Mm. Okay. First, the physician is going to start with the abortive medications, triptans, or the new CGRP antagonist abortives. And then if those either aren't working for the patient or they stop working and then they need too many a month, right? Then the physician is going to look at a daily preventative. And so typically they're going to start with things like Topamax, could be propranolol, a blood pressure medication, or what's called a beta blocker. There's sort of a standard of care around those daily preventative medications. Mm-hmm. And then if the Topamax isn't cutting it, then we're going to move on to the third tier where we're going to expand the reach now. Mm -hmm. So this is where people could be put on antidepressant medication. Um, This is where Lyrica would come in. Okay. Gabapentin, which is similar to Lyrica. If you're not responding, then we've got to widen the net to try to Mm -hmm. capture a medicine that's going to work for you. So Lyrica, I will be honest with you, I do not typically see very often as being used as a daily preventative. And in this case, Lyrica would be prescribed as a daily preventative medication. It would not be prescribed, or I mean, it should not be prescribed for you to take as needed as a Mm -hmm. migraine abortive. It's a medication that once you start, you need to take daily. And if you need to discontinue it, you would need to wean off of the medication very carefully. So it's not a medication where you would take it as needed. If, If it was prescribed in that way, that would be highly unusual. I'm not commenting on the poster's case, but the way that Lyrica would be used, it would be used as a daily preventative, but it would be even kind of further down that list. Usually a neurologist is going to go with gabapentin first okay, for migraines. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So it's not quite spaghetti on the wall. There is a flow chart, so to speak, that's mm-hmm. used. But if you keep failing medication, Again, I'm using their terminology, okay? I don't believe anybody actually fails the medication, but that's their terminology. If the patient, quote unquote, fails the medication over and over again, they're going to have to broaden the search. And Mm. then they're going to start pulling in these things that really have little to do with migraines from a physiological perspective. 
Yeah, I remember we talked about failing medication and like how that terminology is kind of, I don't know, I guess in a way hurtful to people because you're not doing anything wrong. The medication failed you, not the other way around. (laughs) Correct. Yeah, we'll link to that episode. I'm glad you mentioned that Mm -hmm. um, in this podcast because when your neurologist says, well, you failed the medication, that's really not what's going on. Your body is resisting the suppressive effect of the medication because your body is trying to do something. And the medication that we use to prevent the body from doing what it's trying to do is interfering with that. And your body is working even harder to do what it is trying to do. Now, when our body is trying to make migraines, we don't like that. No. Right. But your body is making the migraine for a reason. And so if we go in and try to shut that off, if your body is saying, no, 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 (laughs) I'm going to figure out how to generate these migraines, that's your body doing what it is supposed to do, given Mm -hmm. the entire sort of environment that your body is in, body from a physical standpoint, mental, emotional, or spiritual standpoint. You're not really failing the medication. Your body is actually working really, really hard to do what it's trying to do. Right. What does Lyrica do? Right. Like you can see from the side effects, huh? This seems to be like a lot of mental side effects. Or if they're physical side effects, things that are are done by the brain, like my balance. Mm -hmm. So you are absolutely correct. Lyrica is working on the calcium channels within our neurons in the brain and in the spinal cord. Those are the nerve cells. Mm -hmm. So let's go through a little bit high level physiology of our nerve cells. Okay. In order for a nerve cell to fire, okay, one of the things that has to happen are these little calcium channels. So within the cell wall, there's various, they're called channels. They're sort of like gates, mm-hmm. right? So most things are not just kind of randomly diffusing in and out of our cells. We have mm-hmm. a cell wall that's made out of little fatty acids that forms like a barrier mm-hmm. between the cell and the outside of the cell, the outside world, so to speak. Um, and things are not just, most things are not just kind of randomly going in and out. There are these channels that go through this little membrane that open and close to let things in and out of the cell. Mm -hmm. So in order for a nerve cell to fire, the calcium channels have to open up and there's a lot of calcium ions on the outside of the cell. Typically, when the nerve cell has to fire, they open up the calcium channel and then all this calcium floods into the cell and then that activates other processes that set the nerve cell to fire. Mm -hmm. Okay. We have calcium channels in other cells as well, not just nerve cells. Okay. So there are many calcium channels within our skeletal muscle, right? So that allows us to move around and then our smooth muscle. So there's three different types of muscle tissue or cells. We have our skeletal muscle, right? Which It's our muscles that are attached to our skeleton and move our arms and legs around. Our smooth muscle is the muscle that lines our digestive tract, that is in our uterus. It's the type of muscle that's kind of like squeezing stuff. Mm -hmm. 
And then we have our cardiac muscle. That's our heart muscle. Okay. Mm-hmm. So all three of those types of muscle cells also have these calcium channels. They're a different type of calcium channel than what's in our nerve cells, but they also have these calcium channels. And so it's a similar process when the muscle needs to fire or contract the calcium channels open up all that calcium floods into the muscle cell and then the muscle can contract, right? So that's how we're going to move our arm. That's how our heart's going to beat. That's going to be how we move our food through our digestive tract, right? Um, There are calcium channels in our bone cells, okay? And I'm sure that there are other cells that have calcium channels that we have not yet discovered, right? But the main cells are going to be our muscles, the three different types of muscle cells that we have, and our neurons or our nerve cells within our brain and our spinal cord, the nerves that innervate the body. Mm-hmm. Okay? So Lyrica works specifically on the calcium channels associated with the nerves. And so what the Lyrica does is it prevents the calcium channel from opening. Interesting. So if the calcium channel can't open, the nerve can't fire as much. Mm. Okay. So if you have epilepsy, which is a condition where you have this overproduction of firing of the nerves in the brain, then if we say, okay, well, I'm going to prevent the nerves from firing as much, mm-hmm. that would suppress the seizure. Mm. Okay. So what this is doing, you can see if we go back to the Lyrica website, what is it indicated for? Fibromyalgia. Okay, Mm -hmm. so this is a chronic pain condition where people feel constant pain. Well, Mm -hmm. that's in our nerves. If our nerves are sort of overly excited and always firing, that's going to send pain signals. Mm -hmm. We're going to have an overproduction of pain signals. In order for that pain signal to be fired, we've got to have those calcium channels open up, the calcium come into the cell to generate this firing. So if I don't allow those calcium channels to open up, the nerve can't fire that pain signal and then I don't feel the pain. Now that you say like how many different cells operate with the calcium channels, well, no wonder it's affecting everything in your body. Mm Mm-hmm. In preparation for this, I just refreshed my memory on the different calcium channels. And I had to learn all of these calcium channels when I was in naturopathic medical school. And by darned, if they haven't discovered new ones in the past 13 years since I've been out of school. (laughs) Yeah. So are there discoveries yet to happen? Why wouldn't there be? Right. So are we taking something that has an unknown consequence because we have not yet discovered the physiology? Right. Well, that brings me back to the, you know, the mental health portion of this. Isn't it kind of interesting that it affecting those calcium channels would affect suicidal thoughts and behavior, but we don't really know why. I think it's really fascinating. Exactly. But at a minimum, what if I suppress my nerve cell firing to such an extent that I have no motivation? Mm-hmm. I have no will. Mm. I don't experience joy, yeah. right? I mean, to experience joy, I have to have a lot of nerve cells firing. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I mean, I don't know if we know the answer to this, so it might be a rhetorical question, but how does it affect the neurotransmitters in the brain, right? 
Exactly. Exactly. Because part of the firing process involves the release of those neurotransmitters, right? So the calcium coming into the cell is kind of the kickoff process of even further cascades. Yeah. So, you know, what if to just feel, you know, neutral mood, we need to have a certain number of neuron firings in a day, right? I mean, we don't have all of this knowledge, right? I'm speculating here, but a lot of pharmaceutical drugs are simply speculation, right? If we're going to shut down the firing of the nerves in the brain, okay, I mean, if it gets to a certain point, it's pretty reasonable that somebody might have suicidal thoughts. I mean, maybe my life isn't worth living here if I don't have enough neurons firing because Mm -hmm. I can't feel emotions. I don't have motivation, right? I mean, suicidal ideation can be due to something physical with the physiology in the body. It doesn't Mm -hmm. always have to be something purely on the mental and emotional side. Right. Maybe we can link to the suicide hotline in the comments as well. Just Absolutely. Thank you. Very, very important information. So then when we look back on the side effects here, the dizziness, the drowsiness, loss of control of bodily movements, fatigue, blurred vision, double vision, weakness, nerve pain, right? So again, paradoxically, if we're not firing the nerve, Maybe we're, and the body fights that, maybe we're going to have more nerve pain, paradoxically, Mm -hmm. right? Disorientation, confusion, abnormal thinking, amnesia. If we're preventing our brain from firing the neurons, are we going to remember stuff? Mm, Right. So you can see from that side effect list, when I read those side effects, you said, I think this must do something to your brain. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's exactly that, that's the known action. Yeah. <laughs> Something right? in your instincts we're, we're screaming at her there. Yeah, exactly. So this has nothing to do with any of the known specific physiology of a migraine attack. This is just like, well, you know what? This poor person, and again, this is not a commentary on the poster at all, okay? I do not know the poster. I do not know her case. This is just a very general comment. Mm -hmm. But when we get to the point where, quote unquote, nothing's working for us and we failed all the medications and you're in the neurologist's office saying, you know, nothing's working for me and I'm, you know, I'm having all these migraines. Well, why don't we just give you something to settle your brain down? Mm -hmm. This type of prescription is given when the neurologist is kind of at their wits end Mm. because we've gone through all of the meds that are either approved for migraines or part of the standard of care for migraines. And now, well, let's let's just try to put a wet blanket on your brain. Let's see yeah. what that does, right? That's discouraging for people, for sure. Mm-hmm, for sure. This is where people start to live a life feeling kind of doped up. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you are prescribed triptans, you know, you have um, three or four migraines a month and they start you off on the triptans, certainly doesn't feel good to have a migraine and you may not feel well for a day or two afterwards, but the rest of the time, you're probably feeling pretty good, right? Mm -hmm. As you, as the migraines become more and more frequent and more and more severe, and then they start to talk about daily preventative, Mm -hmm. and then you 
need more than just the standard daily preventatives and we need to do something like Lyrica, now people are living their life in a haze, in a fog. Right. People take daily preventatives all the time and still get migraines. On top of that, they're now dealing with these other symptoms. It seems like brain fog is a pretty common side effect, no matter what the medication is too. Yes. And memory, memory problems. I think that's the two that pop up the very most in the group. Yes, for sure. And why is that? Okay. So let's go through what I call the three principles. There are three things our body needs, three principles that our body needs to feel good. Mm -hmm. So to restore our health, if we're not feeling well, and to maintain our health, there are three things that we have to do. So the first principle is we have to get the nutrients that our cells need to the cells, to every cell in the body. Our brain cells need nutrients. Okay. The second principle is we have to clear metabolic waste material and toxins. The third principle is increasing our resiliency and vitality. This Mm -hmm. on the physical side of the body relates to the cellular voltage. Mm -hmm. They have measured the voltage of a, if you want to say a healthy cell or a cell that is functioning optimally, Mm -hmm. they have measured that voltage. So um, let's take a look at Lyrica specifically. Okay. So first of all, it's blocking the influx of the calcium ions into the cell. Mm-hmm. If you remember from chemistry class, ions are charged atoms. They're mm-hmm. right. It's the calcium atom, but there's a charge to it. The charge of a calcium ion is a is a plus two charge. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in order for our cells to have the energy they need to do things, they have to have the voltage, they have to have the vitality. And so what our cells are doing all day long is they're moving ions, charged atoms in and out of the cell to generate that voltage. Mm -hmm. That's why we've got to get those calcium ions in there to set off these subsequent processes to fire the nerve. If there isn't that voltage change, nothing's going to happen. It's not going to fire. This medication is interfering with your cellular voltage or vitality. Hmm. We've got a blocker now within that third principle because of this medication. Mm -hmm. And it's targeting, right? They're, They're trying to specifically target the calcium channels in the brain. But I mean, are they actually doing that? We have no idea. We don't know what we don't know. Right. That's some deep, deep diving on the cells. <laughs> like, Correct. Right. Yeah. yeah right. Because we don't really think about this. Right. No. We know how our cells work. We don't, you know, we're not thinking of 30 to 40 trillion cells and what are they doing, et cetera. But this is the molecular biochemistry of our cells. Mm-hmm. And this is what we know about the molecular biochemistry of our cells. Mm-hmm. I don't know what we don't know. Right. But what we do know is that our cells have these channels. There are more channels than calcium channels. There are sodium channels, there are potassium channels. Mm -hmm. There are different channels that open, right, that open and close to move these charged. Some of them are positive charged. Some of them are negative charged, depending on the atom, to move these charged molecules in and out of the cell so that the voltage changes so that things happen. 
Mm-hmm. That is vitality. That is part of what I'm talking about when I talk about vitality and this third principle. So mm-hmm. we don't want to interfere with that. We want that process to be working as efficiently and robustly as possible, right? Until we're 80, 90, <laughs> 99 plus, right? Yeah. You can see, right? When somebody gets older and the voltage starts to decline, we slow down. We don't want to slow down. We want to keep that voltage. Right. You don't want to turn the light switch on and the light flickers and it's kind of dim. You want to turn the light switch on and the light is bright. I felt called out, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This is a medication that is directly interfering with the cellular voltage or vitality. Mm. Now, number two. Clearing metabolic waste material and toxins. Mm -hmm. All of our cells generate metabolic waste material when they do their work. That's normal. Okay, so we are continuously generating waste material. It's generated inside the cell. It's got to get out of the cell. Mm -hmm. It's got to get out of the body. This might be a dumb question, but like, does the garbage from your cells go through the channels too? Like, is there little Yep. How does it? You are right on track. (laughs) How do things get in and out of the cell because of voltage differences? It's like it's a good thing I had basic human anatomy, or I'd be completely lost with you, Leslie. (laughs) Right? If there's no voltage, the stuff's just going to sit in there, Mm. just like you know, to wheel the trash trash bin to the curb every week for the garbage truck. You got to have enough energy to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. If you're sick with the flu and you can't get out of bed, you're not going to be wheeling the trash can to the curb. You don't have the energy. Right. So we've got to get the waste material out of the cell, which is critical that we have that voltage to do that. But then we are taking a toxic substance. All medications are toxic. They have to be metabolized by the liver and the kidney. In fact, a drug cannot be approved and put on the market until they identify how the liver and or the kidney breaks the drug down and gets it out of the body and at what rate it does it. Does it take three hours? Does it take 12 hours? Does it take two days? Mm-hmm. How long does it take to get this drug out of the body? Mm-hmm. So when we're taking any medication like Lyrica, we got to get that Lyrica out, okay? If our liver and our kidneys are not up to the challenge, it's going to start to build up. Mm. Okay. If we don't get all of it out by the time it's expected to, then we take our next dose. Now I got a little bit more Lyrica Mm -hmm. than I should. And then, right, you can see how these things start to build up. The more it builds up, the more likely you are to have side effects. This is why people, they start taking something. Oh, it didn't really have too many side effects. Six months later, oh my goodness, right? Mm -hmm. Starts to build up and build up if we're not clearing it. If we're not clearing it right away, boom, we're definitely going to have side effects right away. Right. To do all of this, we have to have nutrients. So our liver and our kidney don't process the Lyrica on unicorn dust and Starbucks frappuccinos. Our liver and our kidney have to have the nutrients they need to process the Lyrica and get it out. Right. So if we have an overflow of toxins, whether the ones that we make or the ones that we take, As those toxins start to accumulate, we don't feel good. We feel real foggy. Think about your brain if there's all this trash sitting around. Is it going to be sharp? Is it going to be, you know, on it? I'm on it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm remembering where my keys are. I'm remembering what I'm going to say in the conversation. I'm doing New York Times crossword puzzle. No, if there's all this trash circulating around there, 
things are not going to go well. Mm-hmm. The works are going to get muddied up. Okay. We're going to be like, oh my goodness, where are my keys? I, 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 I got to, I got to work now. Oh boy. So wait, right? this isn't normal. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you can see when we have an, a buildup in the second principle, we've got deficiencies in the first principle. We don't have nutrients to, to, for the liver in our liver and our kidney to get these things out, to process them and get them out. So we've got problems with the nutrients coming in to the liver and the kidney. And then we don't have the vitality. Mm-hmm. With Lyrica, you're taking something that's interfering with the cellular vitality. And not all medications are going to be interfering with the cellular vitality like this. Mm. Okay. This I think is, is particularly problematic because it is inhibiting these calcium channels. Mm-hmm. So, but we're taking something that's putting a, a ding on that third principle, like a red X on there. And then by the nature of any medication, we're adding toxins. So now we got a red X on the second principle. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing a red X on the third, just because if you have all of that gunk going on inside the cell, you're not getting your nutrients absorbed properly as well. Correct? Exactly. This is why people go into this downward spiral. Mm. You know, when I first started getting migraines, I would get them occasionally. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, you know, it's kind of the end of the day anyway. And, you know, eh, well, I can't do what I planned tonight, but I'll just go to bed. Yeah. Well, you can make that work if it happens a couple times a year. But if you don't address these blockers within these three principles, like I did not, because I had no idea. Mm -hmm. And I thought headaches were normal because family members had them. So to me, that was just normal. Right? Mm-hmm. You don't address things, things continue to decline. And then a year or two later, every other night, you're getting a migraine. Mm, right. And we go, well, uh, I guess it's my genetics. I guess I'm just effective. I get right. Yeah. It's interesting. Every time I, I get people talking to me about migraines pretty frequently, and they have no idea that I'm on this podcast with you. I find that really interesting, but it definitely comes up a lot and it's a lot of, well, it's genetic. Well, I'm triggered by hormones. Well, you know, fill in the blank. There's just kind of these normalizing statements that go along with migraines. Mm -hmm. Every time I talk to someone about migraines. Yes. Because we assume that if we, and I assumed the exact same thing. I went into my primary care doctor when it got to be too much, who Mm -hmm. I really liked. Mm -hmm. She was a very nice woman. Mm-hmm. And I thought doctors helped you restore your health. Mm-hmm. We all go into the doctor thinking that. Yep. So when they don't do that, what do we assume? Oh, I guess We're I guess I, I I guess there's nothing else I guess there's nothing else for me. Right. Yep. We're just right? that's it. Yeah, I guess I'm the defective one because mm-hmm. certainly if there were hope for me, the doctor would have told me that, but right. she just gave me this prescription. So I guess there's nothing right, right? I mean So I want to come back to the question that was asked. Yes. Right? Is my neurologist nuts? (laughs) (laughs) We love neurologists, people. They're good people. Your neurologist is not nuts. (laughs) Your neurologist does not know how to restore your health. Mm -hmm. Your neurologist does not believe you can restore your health and stop getting migraines. Mm. Your neurologist believes this is a genetic problem. Your neurologist thinks your brain has faulty wiring. Mm -hmm. 
a neurologist actually said that to one of my clients. Mm. Okay. So if it's true that it's a hopeless genetic issue and your brain has faulty wiring, well, the best we have for you is Imitrex, Nurtec, Topamax, Lyrica. Mm -hmm. Right. If you don't want to go to Chicago, why did you get on the train? Mm. My town has a train station that takes you right into Union Station in downtown Chicago. If Mm. I go to that station and buy a ticket and get on that train, I'm going to end up at Union Station in Chicago. Mm. And when that happens, I shouldn't be surprised. I shouldn't say, wait a minute, I I wanted to go to Minneapolis. Right. Right. The train runs on the tracks. The train is going to take you to the destination that you bought the ticket for. Right. So make sure... Before you buy the ticket, it's the destination you want. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't want to go to downtown Chicago, don't buy a ticket at the train station in my town. It's the only place it's going to take you. And so we have to, the stakes are too high. Here's the thing. The medical technology is getting more and more sophisticated, which means it's getting more and more dangerous to us. Mm -hmm. The side effects of, say, aspirin, right? An analgesic, a pain relieving medication, the side effects of Advil, okay? An NSAID, right? They have side effects, but they're not as bad as some of these new drugs. Mm -hmm. The new medications, because we are starting to discover more and more of the biochemistry, the molecular biochemistry, The pharmaceutical industry is like, oh, I can manipulate this. I could manipulate this. Before we were kind of really in the dark and it was, you know, just kind of like, well, this this works somehow. We really don't know. Now, because we're getting more and more knowledge, we can be, oh, we can manipulate this and we can really come in with a big hammer here and this. And it's causing us more and more problems. Mm -hmm. There's not a suicide warning on Excedrin. Right. Okay. The stakes are very, very high now because of the technology and the power of the technology. It's not in the interests of our health. Mm. I'm like, I have no words because that is just overwhelming to think about, I think, like just how powerful that is. Yes. Thank goodness the poster of this question read the side effects. Mm-hmm. And if you're reading the side effects and you don't want to take that risk, I don't blame you. I don't mm. want to take the risk of the side effects of the triptans. Mm -hmm. That's why I walked out of my doctor's office saying, nope, not going to do this. Right. And that decision changed my life. All it takes is for us to say, you know what? I'm not going to buy the ticket for this train anymore. Yeah. Because I don't like the destination. This is not the destination I wanted to go to. I want to go to the Caribbean instead. That's where I want to go. That sounds fantastic. (laughs) Airline ticket instead. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Well, very good, Mary. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And thank you very much to the poster in our free Facebook group, Healing Migraines Naturally with Leslie Caesar ND, open to women with migraines. And so we have a lot of Uh, lively discussions. It's frankly one of the biggest and most active migraine Facebook groups out Mm -hmm. there. We welcome you to that. Uh, We'll put a link where you can join us there. Again, thank you to the poster for this question. Really appreciate it. Great question. And I hope everybody takes really good care of themselves this week. Amen. And thank you for listening. Before you go, be sure to like this episode 
Subscribe to this podcast. Share with someone in your life who you think would benefit from this information. And if you want to stay connected with us, you can join my free Facebook group, Healing Migraines Naturally with Leslie Caesar, ND, where over 10,000 women are rediscovering a migraine-free life. You can go to Healing Migraines Naturally with Leslie Caesar, ND in the Facebook search bar or to healingmigrainesnaturally.com and we'll redirect you to the group.